0: How can you talk if you haven't got a brain?
1: I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes,
2: I guess you're right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Seminars, next seminar up, August 12th through the 14th with a few spots left. After that, October 14th through the 16th then December 9th through the 11th. Camps on the list, we have a coaching development camp on October 1st in Columbus at Starring Strength Columbus, covering how to coach the squat. For deadlift and power clean camps on the list in Indianapolis on August 20th, with one spot left at the time of this recording, and then Houston, Texas at Starring Strength Houston on September 10th. Few squat and deadlift camps on the list with spots left, Bergen, Norway on August 21st, Beaverton, Oregon at Starring Strength Beaverton on August 27th, and Tulsa, Oklahoma on September 17th at Starring Strength Tulsa. Bunch of three-lift camps on the list. Greenville, South Carolina, with one spot left at the time of this recording on August 27th. Then Orange County, California, it's the Strength Co. on September 24th. And then some new ones added to the list. Sandy, Utah, on October 8th. And two camps added to Munich, Germany, on October 15th and October 22nd. Both of those Munich camps have very limited spots, so if you're on the fence, don't delay. And as always, starting strength gyms, continue to look for coaches, so... If you're thinking about making a career move or want to be a professional coach, make certain you head over to StarringStrengthGyms.com, check out the coaching tab, fill out the form, and get connected with the freight train from Ukraine herself, Ina. Make a new friend, talk about some coaching career stuff, and just have a ball in general. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage.
1: It is uh, a beautiful, warm day here in North Texas.
0: Waters flowing.
1: Waters, raining nonstop. The yards are a deep, luscious, bluish green. green.
0: It's like Missouri out there. Yeah, it
1: looks like uh, it looks like Michigan (laughs) outside right now. It's cool. I've cut my grass once this year. I've cut mine, cut mine twice. It's
0: dead. It's all dead.
1: My yard is is dead as a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is completely ass. It it rained point seven seven inches at my house the other day. Almost almost an inch, three quarters of an inch of rain, and the goddamn yard did not even get green. Right. Yeah. Didn't even green the yard up. Yeah,
0: it's all dry. It was it, it all Got absorbed instantly
1: absolutely amazing. We were digging some
0: holes in my uh, the, the the dirt was so hard. My dad went out with a with a hammer drill and a spade bit. It was right. drilling into the ground with the,
1: with, with a hammer the drill. <laughs> drill. <laughs> God, oh my.
0: Like we were out there with a the hose getting yeah. the ground wet and shit, it wasn't working. No. It was, <laughs> it was rough. It's turned into concrete. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it's a it's a real bad deal. At the top it all off. The guy to the south of me hired his pasture sprayed and overspray, came over my fence oh, shit. and fucked up my hackberry trees that I've been taking care of for years down there. Only viable hardwood tree in North Texas outside of a drainage. And a uh, goddamn idiot. Killed my shit down there. It's amazing. Was he trying to spray the mesquite? He was spraying down to the south of me, and it blew across the fence. Right. Yeah. You know. Don't. So,
0: it's all bad.
1: All the cows down there are going. So anyway. Uh, life in Wichita Falls—it's always, a, <laughs> always an adventure. Always something to complain about here. Yep, there? yep. Like the third restaurant, the third decent restaurant. Oh yeah, That's sucks.
0: Oh right, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: So we lost our catfish place. <clears throat> then we lost which good catfish place? The Bradford.
0: Bradford's closed.
1: Yeah. And then La Fiesta Mariachi, which was real good mm-hmm. Mexican food place. Best guacamole I've ever had. Opa's closed. Oh shit, really? Opa's, yeah. They I closed. loved Opas. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they closed. And then and now uh uh faux corner's closed. Mm-hmm. It's
0: the end of the world, man.
1: The pho place. You know, that's just you know, we're gonna be eating at McDonald's and Burger King here and that's <laughs> and gonna be And then after that the whole, each other. Only place to you know, no, we're not New York City yet. New York City will be uh, subsistence cannibalism before, it, <laughs> before it's over with. You just watch. There'll be places where people will have their favorite place to go buy human human flesh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know this little bodega around the, around the corner from from the gym. That's where I get all of my leg roasts, (laughs) my human thigh roasts, very tender, (laughs) nice cap of fat, (laughs) you know, that's, you think I'm joking, but I'm telling you, it's going to happen, you just watch, well, all right, so today, we got a single topic we're going to talk about, but first, we're going to entertain you people with. This week's installment of comics from the heaters. All right, we got a good one here, man. Let me get the short ones out of the way. Uh, Ray Gunwater seems like a good guy and confident <laughs> now that. It was brought up, however, I suppose I could note that he lacks any edge whatsoever. He's a very safe personality. We need to clone Rip, (laughs) who is apparently not a safe personality. (laughs) In contrast, right? Here's somebody that says, Mark Catback Ripito. This is my 500-pound deadlift video was on my 60th birthday.
0: Yeah. I remember that.
1: Six years ago. Yeah. 500 pound deadlift. He says, I have a cat back. I've got a little kyphosis.
0: Oh, that's the comment cat back ripito? Mm-hmm.
1: Mark cat back ah. ripito. Clever. All right, let's see. Uh, here's, a, a, here's a strong man by the name of. Jim Cortez, who says, Yeah, I can press a 100-pound kettlebell overhead nonstop 15 times with each arm. But, hey, I'm not strong because some guy on the Internet named Mark Toe says so. L-M-F-A-O. <laughs> yeah, he's very strong.
0: <laughs> yeah. What can he do with a kettlebell? He can he press, press it overhead,
1: it overhead uh, 15 times. Excellent. Each Good arm. Hmm? Non stop. Non stop, man. Bree can do that, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can do that, can't you? Yeah, I thought so. This guy's impressed with himself, though. <laughs> I guess the CrossFit box he trains, <laughs> he's got to be the baddest Top dog. mofo. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trap bar. I guess you have to have content, or in this case, just something to gripe about. The trap bar is good. This guy is a frigging frigging idiot. I'm so glad we made that thing. (laughs) That was the smartest thing we ever did.
0: Me too. That was great. I mean, out of all the great, out of all the, content. all the all the good shit we have come the squat, up with, all that shit that's leave it all. Let's keep yeah, the trap the bar. Yeah, the trap bar.
1: Yeah. What could we do? It uh, yeah. would be comparable you to can't. the trap bar.
0: You can't. We just. It just yeah. happens. It's. It just happens, man. I don't know.
1: Well, it, it's. Now the trap bar is it seems to be uh, a thing that everybody loves to use. Right. It wasn't so much the. The way we did the video is the fact that we chose to shit on the trap bar. It's what
0: they call a sacred cow.
1: Yes. So what are the other sacred cows that we fuck with? I I don't know
0: that there's much else. Because the trap bar just covers so much bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. In every kind of training you can think of, right? Oh, yeah. Personal trainers love it. Powerlifters love it. Strongmen love it. uh, The physical therapists love it. Right. You're the only one that hates it.
1: I'm the only one that hates it. Therefore, I'm wrong.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Must be. Yeah. Everybody else loves something. Yeah. And I hate it. You know? Yeah, I think the... Then uh, then everybody else is right and I'm wrong. Maybe
0: RPE stuff comes close, but it's not quite Trap Bar. Oh, no. Yeah, Trap Bar. No, a lot of people understand about RPE at this point. But
1: but Trap Bar, for some reason, is just... uh, Yeah, it's been uh, enshrined... In uh, gyms all over the country, yep. I'm puzzling to me, yeah. I don't know. All right, uh, let's see what are war movies? All right, this is a war movie podcast with Musser. Here's a comment Two big, stupid men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's better. That's-
1: <laughs> No, that's that's a that's good. Huh. Right. <laughs> Two big stupid men. All right. All right, here's a here's an actual email that came into customer service uh that this is this is classic. Uh dear sir or madam
0: It's already fucking up.
1: Please forward to the CEO of the Asgard company. Spelled A S S G U A R D. The ass guard.
0: The guard of asses. The guard of asses. One who guards one's ass.
1: (laughs) I've seen that movie. Which is becoming increasingly important in today's (laughs) society. Right? All right. I cannot believe the audacity of Mark Riptoe to suggest that anyone be euthanized, spelled (laughs) Y-O-U-T-H, Like youth, right, right. E n i z e d, euthanized. Like he did in a recent forum post. Uh, I can't remember who that suggest killed themselves. I don't. One of the trolls. I don't know. I suggested one of the one of the socialists trolls killing. I know you, you, kill you did it on the podcast. He, I was about to say
3: you you tell so many people to kill themselves, it's hard to narrow it <laughs> and down. And no one does it.
1: Nobody <laughs> takes me seriously, except this goddamn idiot. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I told the, the guy to please kill yourself. And then he posted something else, and I said, you still have I see it. that you have not uh, uh, followed my polite request to kill yourself, as I previously made. And, uh, Please reconsider. But I, I I don't remember the exact circumstances because as you as you say, it's a very Fairly you know, common rather common recommendation. <laughs> and eminently applicable <laughs> in many, many cases these days.
0: It's about it's about the equivalent of doing the program.
1: <laughs> all right. This all right, let me continue with the email here. It's it says these types of forum posts are earspnowzable. I'm just reading it. Got it. Yeah. Right. He continues spreading conspiracy theories about the vaccine <laughs> and making accusations against China. What accusations <laughs> have I made against China? What have I ever talked about fucking China?
0: <laughs> and would that be a bad thing to do? Anyway? Well, I mean, yeah. I <laughs> mean, on. why are you concerned about <laughs> that?
1: This guy's must be a Chinaman. <laughs> You think? Is that I would racist? The Is Say Chinaman.
3: <laughs> Asian American, please. Asian American. Or Asian American please. He, he didn't build the fucking railroad, all right.
1: Right. Man, we'll put this guy mad. out there and let him hammer those fucking stakes into the wood <laughs> for a while. Get in rhythm with his little coolie buddies across the <laughs> across the rails from me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody all uncomfortable now? Good, good. Should I bleep that part out? <laughs> nope. You leave that motherfucker <laughs> in. Uh, let's see. Conspiracy theories about the vaccine, like they don't work and shit, like they <laughs> actually they, they, they make they kill you. <laughs> no, that's kind of not like what the numbers are showing. But uh, this bought dog here doesn't understand that. As someone who does business with China, I take great offense. Hmm. Good. Take offense. He has no experience in trade, big business, or China. Yet he thinks he know it all because some mob boss on Fox News (laughs) told him that China is bad and we must go to war with them. (laughs) Well, this guy's really... He brings a lot to the table here. <laughs> <coughs> I wish
0: he would have sent a picture along with it. I
1: don't care to read about Toe's political opinions on a strength forum. Mm. Of course, I make him do that. Do you know how powerful I am? Yeah. I can make people read the shit I've written. But this is the best part right now. Right here following that sentence is the best part of the whole thing can't wait any other company would have fired him by now that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably right well, yeah,
1: it could be isn't that's why I Do don't we need to take this <laughs> to the board of directors <laughs> Take it to the board. Yeah, let's g- call a meeting of the, <laughs> directors. the board.
0: Let's call up the and starting let's, strength. Let's, uh, Start up the starting strength coaches association.
1: Yeah, let's fire let Fire Ripito. I'm
3: picturing an office, and then Rip just walking in and sitting down, and go, "Nope, not getting fired." <laughs> well,
1: if nothing else, he should be replaced in his podcast. I'm no longer allowed to write articles.
3: <laughs> That's
0: great.
1: Because I've written so many articles about China. <laughs> I
3: think you should now. <laughs> Go ahead and write one. Well, that's going to be my next article.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how China is, uh, how we should go to war with China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the U.S. military, right? Here's a country of 330 million people versus a country of one and a half billion people. Right. And the military in the smaller country is far more worried about correct pronouns than how to drive the ships, because mm-hmm. they keep running them into each other. <laughs> oh, God. And the my. ocean's so big. Yeah, too. that would be real intelligent for us to go to war with China. Right. Just just scoot over. And
0: don't run into the ship.
1: Let see. By the way, why don't they ever let that girl on his YouTube Your Tube show speak? She looks like she's being held hostage. Quit being sexist and give her some time to speak her mind because your show is a sausage fest. <laughs> I will not purchase... All right, wait. Bree, anything you want to talk about? I'm good. You sure? Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have anything you want to say? Blink twice if and, you're in danger. And we... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That way, nobody will. Somebody come crashing through the door. <laughs> <to> rescue Brie. <laughs> Hear any second. She's like, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't right. know, I'm good. Thanks, but <laughs> Thanks, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so we're not uh, holding you hostage. Are we keeping Was you hostage? Yes Was that a yes or no? I can't tell. Is that a yes or no? I'm good. Quit bothering me. <laughs> I'm just trying
3: to sit over here. I'm just having a seat. <laughs> there's so little emotion I can't tell if she's being serious. <laughs> well,
1: that's because there's <laughs> nothing to be serious about. She's good. Do you not understand? I don't. <laughs> uh let's see. Quit being sexist and give her some time to speak her mind because your shows a sausage fest. I will not purchase any more of your products, but perhaps you will stop the prog- propaganda, the propaganda, uh, and keep from losing more customers. And this is from Rich. Thanks, Rich. Rich Mason great. sixty at Yahoo.com.
3: <laughs> what was that email again?
1: Rich Mason sixty <laughs> at Yahoo.com. Okay,
3: Rich. Rich Mace, Mason sixty at yes. Yahoo.com. That's great. Yeah. appreciate it Rich thanks Rich I won't put that blinking and, uh, on the screen I, want, I, you to, <laughs> <laughs> I we,
1: want you to you to
0: we've got to alert the you, CEO alright
1: Bree you're sure you don't have anything to say alright want to make that clear to everyone yep. yep. Bree's not being held hostage
0: and I guess you're keeping you, your job is what we're saying
1: I hope so <laughs> What else would I do?
0: (laughs) It's not the CEO's problem.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, Yeah, that guy's a pain in the
0: ass. Yeah. Yep.
1: CEO of the Asgard Company. C.E. Asgard Company.
0: Right? It was C period, E period, O period?
1: I think so. I don't know. I threw it on the ground already. I, I don't remember So anyway, that's uh, uh, this week's episode of the highly entertaining and always, always interesting comments comments. from, from
0: the heaters. All right, let's kick off the sausage fest.
1: Sausage Festival time. Now, today I thought we would talk about the Starting Strength Coach Certification. Now, the Starting Strength Coach Certification started back in 2010. So, we have been doing this for 12 years, and it has gone through several important changes in that period of time. All right. Now, uh, when we first started this, just to kind of recap the history of the of the situation, we got through uh, doing the basic barbell certification for uh, CrossFit in December of 2009. That was the last time we we provided that product for them. And then in January of 2010, we started doing the Starting Strength Seminar, which is what we called it, and we've always called it the Starting Strength Seminar. And I think the first place we went uh, to do that, I believe, was in uh, San Diego, at one of the CrossFit affiliates in San Diego. That was the first time we did that by ourselves. And, uh, we, uh, um, got more and more serious about this over the, over the years. And the, the thing started off as a weekend certification thing, just like everybody else's, uh, seminar product. We would, uh, hold the, uh the seminar presented material on a Saturday and a Sunday and then we would have a little um, I think at first we had a little multiple choice test or some kind of stupid thing like that and and then uh, the test got harder and then the, the the seminar went from Saturday and Sunday to Friday from 5 to 9 all day Saturday and all day Sunday so we went so we went up in terms of the number of contact hours to uh, allow us to more thoroughly explain the situation. Now, during this whole period of time, our understanding of the material was improving as well because, as we've always said, the, when you explain things, you learn about it. You learn about those things by explaining them because you're when you're explaining them, you're forced to handle the material and think about it in different ways. It gives you the opportunity uh, instead of just repeating things off of a, a uh, PowerPoint uh, presentation, which we have never done. We have never once used a PowerPoint presentation in any of this material, and we never will. Uh, since we were having to present the material... Uh, not from a pre-prepared text we were thinking about the material and at first I did all of the lectures and as the the product progressed in complexity we uh, in 2011 we decided that it was time to publish the third edition of uh, Starting Strength Basic Barbell Training and that was that was the first version of the blue book that you have now. And that book has been revised over the years. Uh, we don't issue another edition. We just make minor changes in the text, and we've made so many minor changes in the text, that if you bought that book in 2011, the one available in 2022 is a fairly different set of explanations for lots of the stuff in in the book uh because when we figured out a better way to explain something we added it and we've added things to that book five or six times over the years changed up a lot of the pictures last time better illustrate the points so uh that book is in its 11th year publication, the, the, the third edition. And uh, the revisions of the book have pretty much come along with the improvements in the seminar product because that's when we work on these things. We've got 30 people in the room, and we're teaching 30 people how to do these five barbell exercises and we have gotten very, very good over the years at cutting all of the wasted time out of this process and we've got very, very good at getting a correct movement pattern out of the people at the seminar in a very short period of time. Now this makes it very useful uh, in the gym as well because time is money and an appointment is not all afternoon. And if we can show you how to teach a correct squat in 10 minutes, which we can, how to teach a correct deadlift in about 3 minutes, which we can, how to teach a correct press in about 5 minutes, teach a correct bench press in two and a half minutes, your correct power clean in about 15 minutes, then what we have is a fairly valuable product to certify that you know how to perform. And it's a uh, uh, starting strength is kind of strange because it's very simple, and it's very straightforward. And what starting strength is is basically, it's it's two things it's two things it's first thing is it's the way we teach the lifts and the way we teach the lifts is the way that leads you to use the greatest amount of muscle mass over the longest effective range of motion so that you can lift the heaviest weights and thus get strong Now. I've said this many times and no one has even bothered to try to argue with us, so I'm assuming that everyone agrees, that starting strength is the best way to get stronger over the shortest amount of time. There's no other method that uses the exercises and the programming the way we do. and. It seems odd to me, but that is nonetheless the case, that no one has, in, has invented a way to do this prior to us having done it. And that invention has been constantly refined over the past 12 years of presenting these seminars to people who wanted to obtain the certification. All right, the way to do the exercises has changed over time. And we've gotten better and better at showing you how to do the exercises. So the, the, the first part of starting strength is the, is the way we squat, press, deadlift, bench press, and power clean. And the way we do it gets the task accomplished the best. The best. And there's, we talk about this every seminar weekend. And we explain why the way we teach it accomplishes our intended goal better than any other way. And I don't think that there is a, an argument to be made that somebody else is doing this better than we are, because they're not. And the second thing about starting strength is the way we program these things. And once we teach you... For example, the easiest way to understand this is once we teach you how to squat correctly, below parallel, with the correct back angle, correct back angle being the one we teach for reasons that we have explained over and over and over again, and that cannot be refuted logically. Once we show you how to squat like that, we find out how much you can squat today. And we'll do, it's going to be a fairly hard set of five, and we're going to do it three times. And then, you're going to come back in a couple of days later, and then you're going to go up in weight. You're going to go up in weight so that you're lifting more weight for three sets of five than you did the previous workout. That would be your second workout. Already, you're making yourself stronger. And then the third workout, you're going to come in and go up again. Now, for young men, those initial jumps on the squat would be 10 pounds probably. We're going to take all the easy progress that we can get right at first. And then after three or four workouts of making a 10-pound jump, we'll go to five-pound jumps. And we're going to settle into five more pounds on the bar every workout, three workouts a week, every workout for several months. And at the end of this process, the guy who squatted 115 on the first day is squatting up in the 300-pound area. Nobody's progress is that fast but us. Nobody makes you stronger and makes you grow more muscle mass faster than we do. Because the adaptation that permits you to handle five more pounds every workout is an increase in muscle mass nobody works as fast as we do and it's this simple analysis of the process of muscle mass growth that makes this program what it is i'm not even aware of another of another program that claims to do what we do um you guys know of anybody that that says that we start at 115 and go to 125 and then 135 and 145 and then 150 and then 155 and 160 and 165 170 175 We're the only one doing that and it's the 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 simplicity of this is just astonishing to me. If you go up five pounds a workout on your squat, every workout, three workouts a week for several months, guess what happened? You got a whole lot stronger and a whole lot bigger. And obviously, we're doing that for all the lifts. Bench press and the press don't go up as fast as the squat and the deadlift, right? Power clean doesn't go up as fast as the squat and the deadlift either. But it goes up. Everything goes up. Every workout, everything goes up. Because it can. And as a result, we are forcing an adaptation to take place. We're not gonna leave it up to you to make the adaptation. We're gonna let the weight on the bar force the adaptation. And you just gotta get recovered. Which means you gotta eat. You gotta eat correctly. You gotta sleep. Gotta rest. Gotta recover. But if you do the program, which is what this is all about, then that process always occurs. Every single time it occurs. Now, it may occur at different rates of adaptation, depending on who you are. If you're very young, it won't occur as fast. If you're very old... It won't occur as fast. If you have an injury, that will interfere with the process, right? But if you do what we tell you to do, if you go up on your squat five pounds per workout three days a week and you eat the way you're supposed to eat to get recovered from that amount of work, then without exception, you get bigger and stronger. And you get bigger and stronger as fast as you can get bigger and stronger. I mean, our novices get stronger faster than people doing any other program while they're on steroids. That's right. That's right. Our program works better than steroids by themselves. Okay? If you'll do it the way we tell you to do it. And, you know, it's just obviously important, these little details. You know, you've got to be squatting below parallel. you got to squat to the same depth every time you squat, because if you squat a little higher every time, then you're not having to get strong to do that. You just cut it off a little more, cut it off a little more, and you're using a shorter range of motion, and the process is not driven. Okay, but... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really straightforward, and I think the, the straightforwardness of, uh, of this process is puzzling to some people because uh, the exercise industry has always uh, thrived on complexity, and uh, people are fascinated with complexity. But this, this this process is not complicated at all. We use five or six exercises. That's all we use. We do the, the five main barbell exercises and some chins. And that's all we do for a long time, for a couple of years. That's all we'll do. And the variable is the load. The load goes up. And you can make the load go up if you do the things that you have to do to get recovered from the previous workout the load will go up because you are forcing a continuous adaptation. Now, This has worked for decades it's not arguable that it works every single time it's, it's, it's applied And it's the straightforward simplicity of the thing is is what pisses everybody else in this business off. Because they're wanting to sell you a bunch of equipment, and they're obviously going to try to get you to use that equipment. And if you're using 82 different pieces of equipment, then you're not doing the program, which is the squat, the press, the deadlift, the bench press, the power clean, and some chins. That's all. Okay. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, that we've got uh, a situation here where the rest of the industry values complexity because they see complexity as a commodity they can market and sell. On the other hand, we are telling you about simplicity in terms of the exercise selection and in the way that we let these six simple exercises sort out and strengthen all of the muscle groups of the body in the way that those muscle groups are designed to move the skeleton. It's, it, it's very straightforward, very simple. But if you're trying to sell complexity, you're not going to like our approach. Our approach is not complicated. It's just go up five pounds. You know, bury your squats. Go five pounds heavier next time. Make sure you've got your depth. Lock your presses out overhead at the same place every time. Finish your deadlifts at the top. And uh, rack the cleans on your shoulders. You know, do some chins. And that's that's all we need to do, as long as the load goes up. So the variable is the load. Now, this is not complicated, is it? But people want to argue, don't they? So once we understand that the program is straightforward and simple and that the variable is the load the load goes up every time not the exercises the exercises stay the same because the exercises have been designed to do a very specific thing and that's load as much tissue in a way that allows you to lift the heaviest weights possible and then get and thus get stronger because the strength Stress makes the muscles grow, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make you stronger. In order to get stronger, your muscles have to get bigger. There's no other way to get stronger. And so, our our straightforward approach to this is—it's uh, uh, boring to people, don't you think? Well, I think it bores people because the lack of variety right they've been taught that you have to do variety
0: whether it's boring or not it uh, it appeals to people and our seminars sell out and our gyms are full
1: in fact
0: and our coaches are busy so
1: in fact they are because there are people who i hate to say this but this this program appeals to people who are of above average intelligence who are not looking for complexity for complexity. They're sake. looking
3: for they're looking for results.
1: They're looking for results, but they're looking for uh, results from a program that can be easily explained and makes logical sense. Because people of above average intelligence, and we're not saying that if your IQ is 105, we won't let you join the gym. You know, we got to have those people, right? But the people that this process appeals to understand that complexity for its own sake is not particularly useful. Just because something is complicated doesn't mean that it's better. All right. In fact, complexity often results in exactly the opposite result, exactly the opposite outcome that you would wish that it would would return and it's you know it's, I mean a perfect example of this is CrossFit it's uh, it sounds good on paper but it doesn't make you stronger not at any the level of efficiency and with the rapidity that this specifically designed strength program makes you So, you know, what next?
0: Well, like I said, you the, the s- seminars are uh, the seminars are still doing well despite the program being extremely simple, despite it being five lifts, six lifts. You know, in the seminar we deal with five lifts, uh, and again, despite the book having been out for. What is it? Seventeen years now. Well,
1: let's see. First edition was published in oh five. So yeah
0: its current form ten years. In its least. current
1: form, uh, yeah, eleven years. And then the, um, the third edition was published in eleven.
0: Right, twenty eleven. And then and, all of the all of the uh, materials that's that's available on YouTube, and all of the coaches, and and all of the personal trainers that are out there doing this stuff on their own, right, teaching people right. how to squat using our using our method. Um, but this, the, this uh, when the the thing is that when people come to a seminar, they go through the seminar or they receive a coaching session. Um, they understand everything better and they are better coaches if they're coaches. Now, if we're if we're gonna get into the uh, certification conversation, now it's y- y- you come to a seminar, and you. Even if you haven't been to a seminar yet, but th- this stuff is, is set up to be easy to teach. Yes. Very easy to teach. Yes, because so, we have
1: made all of the mistakes, both with executing these exercises and teaching the execution of these exercises. And we have it's a, we winnowed the chaff out of this thing right. over the years. And we can we go straight to the point, and at the end of the squat session on Saturday morning, Everybody's doing a correct squat. Yeah.
0: Because the point has never been to have a have some secret knowledge that only no, only no you no. and a few other people possess. The point no. is that everybody can do this on their own, right? And should do it, it on their it own. It just turns out that most people actually need a coach. Um sometime, mostly a lot of times to learn the lifts, a lot of times to keep the form together, but also to program. But it just turns right. out that this is how people are wired, that they're just not gonna do this on their own or do it well on their own, right? So Um, it turns out that people need a coach, but this stuff is not hard to teach and and you can, uh, you can teach it to yourself with all the material that's available. Yes. But like we talk about in the coaching lecture or in in the programming lecture too, it's, um, when you, you hire a professional coach, a professional barbell coach, you are, uh, taking advantage of all of the time and mistakes that they've made. Right. So you're making the process more efficient for yourself in terms of learning the movements, and applying them to uh, to a proper strength training program. So my point is that a lot of people convince themselves that they can teach and coach this stuff. So I think the big uh, the, the big thing that we have fortunately done well, and some of it's been intentional, some of it's just turned out this way, is that the our we've we've managed to keep the standard very very high. And unfortunately, for the guys that are just coming along now, the standard is higher yeah. than it's ever um, been.
3: You know, and that was something I talked to Rip about. So, you know, spoiler alert: you know, I failed my test, my oral board. Um, and we we said it that you know anybody can teach us stuff, anybody get the basic knowledge, be able to teach these lifts, right? right. But there is a difference now, between a somebody who can coach these lifts and a starting strength coach. There's yes, a right. ma- major difference, and I went into this test having worked for rip for what almost three years now um, as a coach and rip wouldn't have me work in that gym if he didn't think i was a good right. coach
1: no uh and i've said this uh in public before uh i have never uh seen anybody better with coaching kids than rusty yeah. he's real real good at teaching them stuff and relating to them on a level they understand maintaining his authority over them and getting problems hammered out right and
0: uh well he does the same with adults too and he does the
1: same with adults too and it would it would seem uh as though it would be counterproductive for us to not go ahead and and give rusty his starting strength coach certification oh right right but he fucked up. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> not not how how it works. works. <laughs> yeah,
0: nobody would argue that Rusty uh, – and Carmen for that, Matt. Carmen's been here for how how long now? You Carmen's know, been here 10 or 11 nobody years. Nobody would argue that these two don't produce results for their clients and that their clients don't move and lift well, right? I was talking to Nick the other day, Hilner, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's, uh, he's just talking about how much progress he's made since he started working with Rusty. Um, you know, Rusty's not an SSC, but he's got the experience and he knows how to coach the lifts. And he he's knows... better
1: than a lot of the SSCs. And he, yeah, you I know, would say so. he just fucked up on the test, but the test is the test. The test we, is a different thing. It's a different deal. We have objective standards okay. Okay. that mm-hmm. you have to meet, right. in order to have the credential.
0: So we actually have two tests, right? And that's kind of what we're getting to here. Is, yes, um, uh, I wasn't around during the CrossFit days, but that was probably the the. Two-day multiple-choice yes. situation, right? And yes, that's all it was. The, I went was to the earliest, I guess, earlier version of a starting strength seminar because I went in tw- at the end of 2011. It was still the 10 questions, not the right. seven questions. Right. Um, but the blue book was about to come out, and I remember you or Steph saying that that seminar was the first time we were doing the 2.0 new press mm-hmm. at a seminar. I believe, if I remember right. that right. So. Um, so all that stuff was kind of fresh, but I I think we were the last seminar to do the ten question test. So I got that, and then later on it was seven questions, uh, much more in depth. Uh, but that's, it's always been a two part deal, right? Part right. one being you have to be able you to coach.
1: have to pay you have to pass the platform evaluation under the watchful eye because eyes are always watchful, watchful eye. of uh, <laughs> of our staff.
0: And that's always been the harder. Vert- that's always, it, always been, always been the, the harder part. The,
1: the if if you pass the seminar, the platform part of the seminar, you can coach this material. Exactly. Now that doesn't mean you can be certified to coach the material, exactly. but because. it does mean you can coach the material. Exactly. And Rusty's a perfect example of that.
3: And I think I think one the reason why the platform and I'm not I'm not saying the platform was easy. You're still having to mind everything. You have to oh make yeah. Sure you are perfect. But I've been I've been coaching at the gym a little bit for probably six months i think at that point i have you two as amazing mentors where if i had a question i could go to you so i went into that platform 100 confident and i i showed that
1: yeah you smashed the piss out of the platform so it was that was that was never in question but see the starter straight coach certification is is different from everything else in this industry in that, you have to demonstrate your physical ability to stand on a platform and coach these lifts. And then, you have to explain at a high level mm-hmm. why you did it that way.
3: Right. And I think, I think that's where... Um, a Nobody part, else approaches no, it like no. this. And that's, that was a big part of my problem, I think, going into the oral board is, in my brain, I'm thinking... I've been doing this for so long and i'm so confident and i'm i'm i can coach these people and i've been doing this for so long i'll just study Mm -hmm. i'll just read a whole bunch and i'm good i'm good to go and that was not the case that was not the case um you know i i should have paid more attention to the um the online prep course that would have fixed every one of my issues whenever i I was being asked questions Right. right right i think so um i would i would eventually find an answer that I think they're probing for, but it would take me way too long to get to it. I'd have to explain so many things to get to a get to an answer, mm-hmm. and, and that should have been right there. And it should have been right there,
1: right? right.
0: And, and here's the thing, Rip. Uh, uh, five five years. Well, it's been it's been probably two and a half years that we've been doing the oral board now since right. since the gym started. Right. And, and we can talk a little bit about why we went to an oral board in a minute. But uh, Rusty uh, three years ago would have passed the platform, and then. We would have given him two weeks to write an assignment, and he would have done just fine on that. Right, right. So, so sure. I I would say that the 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 situation that we have now is is harder. Uh, it's a much higher standard, but it's actually more indicative of whether or not you have been working with this material right on the platform, but also because intellectually with the first principles. And
1: and and one of the most important things to understand is that since one of the skills of a coach is not necessarily writing right things that that written test although it was it was hard brutal yeah it was a brutal i mean we've had people turn in 70 page tests and uh, that's a hell of a bunch of very high level work right but it it was unnecessary for the specific set of skills that a platform coach has to have. Right. A platform coach has to be able to communicate right now. Exactly. In real time. Condensed versions of complicated things. Yep. And an oral board is actually much more uh of a of an accurate examination of your ability to do that than right. than a because the of, knowledge thesis, The written, knowledge has know.
0: to be there and your ability to recall the knowledge and put it into a into a coherent argument has to be done on demand it, rather than taking the time it, to write it, it down. It more
1: closely duplicates the way your the way this information is actually used with clients on the platform. Right. Exactly. Yep. And it's it's a much better option than so. than having people do a big giant ass writing assignment. Right. Now when we first started this thing off, uh it was a it was a little simple test and the thing evolved over time into a, into a big long series of seven essay questions right that couldn't have been answered that that test could not have been successfully completed in less than 5000 words
0: yeah it was a minimum probably 30 pages or so
1: yeah it was it was just a it it's was a big long time. test right and right. it was a it was a giant pain in the ass for everybody and that's fine Yep. It was a win mechanism. If you can't go through and focus long enough to do this work, then you know you you don't need to be uh, maybe. What was what was don't the time need to claim? be a coach. But it was it was a it was a it was a big long giant writing assignment, and not every here's the here's the key. Not everybody that can be. A very very good effective coach is an author, right? And that's the thing. Yep, that's the thing that we we finally came to grips with is that there was a... people that are perfectly good coaches are not, not able to complete the writing assignment because writing is a different skill. I possess that skill lots and lots of our coaches possess that skill but lots of our coaches do not possess the skill although they're very very effective coaches and what we needed was a shift away from an exam that showed us something that we'd like to see to an exam That showed us something that we needed to see is your ability to communicate right now. Complicated topics. The, the and that's what we've done by changing to the oral board
0: yep and the, the writing assignment was two weeks so you had two mm-hmm. weeks to write the writing assignment and anybody people who are who are intelligent and have some familiarity with the with the material and are kind of bought into it uh, could take two weeks and, and put something together and pass right and if they didn't pass we had a uh, we had a, a process you already passed the platform right so you can coach right and if you if you took the time and wrote a 60 page test and then you failed it, over some some technical issues or some misunderstandings you'd come and audit a seminar and then you'd essentially tell us what you did wrong and why right on another written assignment which the timeline is longer and and it still doesn't give you i don't think an indication of whether or not that guy can perform in front of a client and tell a guy why do we squat this way right now you know without having to go into a book and and write something right? right so um, I, I, we haven't – initially, there was some uh, – I, I had some concern that, that this was a kind of a lesser process, but it's not. It's way fucking harder. It's way harder, and, and I think we produce better coaches by doing it this way. I
1: think I, that the, the, the requirement for the coach, when asked a verbal question to explain clearly mm-hmm. what the hell he's talking about, is – a much better examination of the coach's ability to function on the platform exactly. as a coach, exactly. Yeah. And that's why we did it this right. way. Right, right. That's and why there, we did it. This
0: there way. were a few other things going on. So we had, if you, I mean, if everybody forgets um, that five years ago there was no starting strength gyms, right? So, and then, and then even before that, the people that came to these seminars uh, had heard about starting strength somehow. A lot of them had never done it before. We were we had seminars full of CrossFitters initially, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so it's been fairly recent, probably within the last five years, that people come already fans of Starting Strength. The majority of people have are already big fans, and they they've right. been training for a long time. Um, so, and then the coaching candidates, especially, are prepared now for the for the test. Yes. Where you, I mean, you remember, right? Five years ago, uh, we would get eight people to opt in and nobody had any fucking idea what they were doing. Maybe right. one person was well-prepared because right. there just wasn't the re- there weren't the resources to do it. There weren't affiliate right. gyms that they were coming. And they usually came from an affiliate gym or somebody who had been working.
1: Right, the website had a third, the content exactly. that it does now. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. And, you know? and then,
0: and so we were spinning up the, uh, the, the coaching prep course and developing new coaches and the, the starting strength gyms was a big one too. So the, the big question was, Okay, so here we go. We're going to we're going to be evaluating people who we are now developing ourselves. So how do you how do you separate the two? How do you how do you not just how do you deal with that conflict of interest because we need we need starting strength coaches at a gym. But you we are certifying to, starting strength yeah. coaches and you can't work at a gym unless you're a starting strength coach. Right. So The platform thing takes care of itself so we try to we try to uh have affiliate gym owners on the platform phil meggers is there every single time phil serves as a great bullshit meter because you know if you've got josh wells and you've got me and you've got um you've got uh brent carter but then you also have grant brogie and you have phil meggers they have an interest in things staying at a certain level, right? Because they don't work for us. They work for themselves. They they need coaches that are going to... They they have an interest in maintaining the the, uh, integrity of the credential. So it's good to have those kind of outsider affiliate uh, coaches on the platform running the thing. And then, so not worried about the coaching side of things because that's kind of what we do. But then now you have a written test and then what's going to prevent a gym owner, who's an SSC... From just sitting down and helping the guy write the test, right? right. I mean, all the incentives are aligned to to, to for to him cheat, to do that to cheat, yes. right? Um sure. so that's one of the things, that I, and I we're discussing it with a few people, and I was like, well, what about an oral board? Let's do it. Let's just ask him questions for a couple hours. Um, and then that that started to make a lot of sense. So the oral board is composed entirely of people who are not part of the starting strength gyms. Um, you know, we've got Mia, we've got uh, Hayden. Um, who's an affiliate gym owner? Phil it sits on the oral board. He's an affiliate gym owner. Um, so uh, you know, so you've got people who are outside of that coach development process, so right. to speak, that are evaluating people, and uh, and and it works well. I think it works well with uh, with the conflict of interest situation. Helps us develop better coaches because now you're you're forcing people to be able to uh, to integrate the information rather than just have it all in there and then. Integration right. time comes when you write the paper. No, now it's got to be already integrated, so it, right. it more closely resembles the platform exam. Yes. because you have to have done the work.
1: Absolutely, up to I the remember point where you do the oral. Paper. I remember tests where we would get back uh, shit from people that just had been copied and pasted right. from the board or something right. onto the test, and you know, yep. And that, you know the the fact that it would occur to somebody to do that. Should have told us a very long time ago that we we need to stop this written test. Sure, yeah. You know, it uh, the current uh, examination process far more closely evaluates your ability to to function on the platform as a coach, handling one or two or five people at a time, dealing with this material then. Anything that you could sit down and write about. Right. Even if you didn't cheat. Yeah. You know, because... You can't cheat the oral board. You can't cheat the oral board. You still got to sit
0: there and answer questions, you know. There's no cheating it. And there's no secret what's on the oral board. Look, there's the two-factor model, which is critical, right? You have to understand that if you're going to be a defective coach. There's a two-factor model. There's programming. That takes up the first hour. And then there's mechanics and, and anatomy, right? So... And those why were, do we why those, do we squat the way to do yeah. why, why why do we squat the way to do the way we do? Explain it from a physics perspective. Explain it for a from a, an anatomical perspective. And it's that simple. You just have to know your shit, yeah, right? And and right.
3: those that second half is what what beat me because, you know, every time I walk into the gym, every time I talk to a client, I'm doing that first hour. Exactly. Right. I'm 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 performing that, but I've never had a client say, "Well, why am I making this moment arm bigger?" Right. But I need to be able to explain that.
1: It in case it comes in up. In case it comes up, like like you said. But you even need, if it never comes up, you would benefit. That no has benefit, a bearing huh? yes. on your on on the way you are actually shaping these people's exactly. movements That's on exactly the planet. One
3: hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. Exactly right.
1: And it's uh, it, it needs to be there. And I think that uh, uh, the fact that we failed, Rusty, ought to tell you something. <laughs> the standard doesn't about. Change. About how serious we are, or maybe how much process. we like Rusty. Yeah, but it's but uh, it's you know this is a this is a
3: Nick a, explained it to me very when it, he said you need to be able to explain this to one of your eight year old clients and a doctor that comes in right. You need to be able to explain it right to them because just the as
1: context easy. of the explanation will always vary mm-hmm. with who you're explaining it to, exactly. you've got to be able to handle mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. You don't talk to a fourteen year old kid going through adolescence the same way you talk to your doctor exactly right. right exactly but if you can't if your doctor is one of these people that says squats are bad for the knees mm-hmm. and you can't explain to yep. him at his level why he's wrong mm-hmm. then you can't be a coach one hundred percent or even you if can't you did, be a coach he, the 14 year old kid doesn't need to have it explained to mm-hmm. him yep. that same way yeah he needs to have it explained to him but the way you would explain it to him is not anatomical. It was, it, it would be, well, the, the squats aren't bad for your knees because you're not squatting with your knees, you're squatting with your hips. Yeah. Remember how I showed you how to squat? We're talking about the hips, not the no, knees. Right. Mm-hmm. It, but the doctor needs to hear the anatomy. Yeah. He needs right. to hear about the, the forces across the joints and all yeah. this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to do both. Yep. Yep. You be able and to you got to know when to do each one of them. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to be able to have a physical therapist walk in and learn how to squat from you. You got to be able to have the little kid, the older person, the doctor, and you yes. got to be able to address them at their level. Yes. Um, and the only way, and, and that doesn't mean you have to use physical therapy speak, it doesn't mean you have to use medical jargon, but it does mean you have to understand the principles and the, yes. fun, the fundamental concepts because that's where the, the, the common ground is, right? If yes. you can get somebody to understand gravity, some basic anatomy, And you can get them to you can explain those things to them at their level. You can get you can get them to understand why you do the things you do, and that's what the oral board Mm -hmm. uh, tests. And the way we do Uh it is is like, um, I mean, you know, you can give us some examples, but it was it's it's things like um, you have a female client, um, you switch her to threes, and Mm -hmm. she asks you why'd you switch me to threes. What do you tell her? Yeah, and then we just have people. You've got to know this. Yeah, and 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 we just let the because that's
1: a perfectly good. We cannot approach what we do with the answer because that's the way we do it right 100 that is unacceptable Mm -hmm. that's absolutely unacceptable that is grade school level bullshit right and we're not going to put up with it and if that's your answer you can't be a coach yeah because there's a reason we do everything and you have to know what the reason is
0: yep And it's not just a surface level, um, we switch switch you to threes because threes work better for women or because neuromuscular efficiency, right? Because the the candidate will start talking and they'll say things like that, right? They'll say, well, women are less neuromuscularly efficient. Um, Okay, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, well, you know, so you just probe and probe and probe. So it's not just having the packaged, uh, here's what Rip said in an article answer, here's what was in this YouTube video answer. Um, you, you, we've do, we do a really good job of of ma- of asking questions in a way that gets people that that makes the oral board satisfied that this person under actually understands what they're talking about, mm-hmm. not not just reciting things. Yeah. Right. Th- that's that's one thing
3: that I did appreciate from the oral board. It wasn't just okay, explain to us this, and then everybody just stares at you. You know, it was, they were asking questions. It, right. was, it was a back and forth conversation. Right. And that's how they were getting to the deeper levels of what you know. Right. Um, you know, and I went in with a hell of a lot of test anxiety. I've always gotten it, you know. Again, getting on the platform, that felt like a day, uh, another day at work for me. So I wasn't, I wasn't nervous at all. Mm. But this test, that probably 72 hours before I took it, I, my stomach was in knots this entire time. And then yeah. when we were in it what it, w- it wasn't as bad as i was building it up in my head but i'm also you know previous law enforcement whenever you would promote you would have an oral board and the higher ups their job was to try and crush you try and make you feel this small and they took pride in making people cry in there which is bullshit.
1: um yeah it's not uh, it's it, it indicates that extreme Lack of understanding. Yeah. of What the fuck? Their actual. That's a hazing. Not that, an that's evaluation. Ha- it's exactly
3: what it was. The it was hazing, hazing, not an evaluation. And in in, in in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, oh shit, what if what if it's that's this what bad? Into, what right? if it's this bad? And it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, the the key is is if you know your shit, you know how You'll to explain fine. it, you will be
0: fine. Right. You'll be fine. Yeah, and, and there's not there's there's not a need for extreme technical accuracy. You know, you say the wrong muscle, you say the wrong posterior versus anterior, whatever. You know. Yeah, the I,
1: details w- are not the point. Yeah, it's it's the it's, it's do you understand what you're talking. Do you about understand and, the, the system? Right. Yeah. You understand that how all of this fits together because fitting together, it's like the difference between leg extensions and squats. I don't care if you know the origin and insertion points of the sartorius. I mean, because you can always look you, that up on you, your phone. You can look yeah. that up right. if you need to know it right. for some reason. But but if you don't have but, the
0: overall frame of reference, you have no yeah. idea where to start. If you don't know what the hell the sartorius
1: is, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of a problem, you know. You know, but with, but the 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 little picky details are are absolutely. yet yeah, this is the kind of thing that a a written test tends to focus on. Mm-hmm. Is the little picky details, but. Does not reveal your understanding mm-hmm. of how the details function in the system, yeah, and that, right. and and we just did away with that problem by going to the oral board, yep. and it's uh, it's a, a much better process. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think so. Yeah, much the, better process. Uh, the, the whole idea behind you the can't
1: bullshit your way through an oral board can't, no, can't is the it. whole point.
0: Can't do it. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple guys actually. Uh, Say stuff like, "Well, that's that, I, that's what it says in the book," uh, <laughs> and we actually had one that we cut off. We've we've done this one time where we actually cut it off at about. It's a two-hour process, right? Mm-hmm. Cut it off at about thirty minutes because. Like, listen. He, he's this
1: is clearly me, not prepared. This is
3: making not. me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> well, that only happened once, man. That only happened. Once.
0: Most most people fail this thing because the the main the the main idea that if I'm talking to a prospective coach or uh, prospective SSC, the main idea behind the oral board is is integration of the whole of everything, right? Yeah. So the the uh, in terms of the programming and the two factor model, it's the integration of of the. Of stress recovery adaptation, how that works in real life, in, in terms of the lifts and how they work, it's integration of the anatomy, the mechanics, um, into into our method. So, you can if you can talk about moment arms, that's great. But you have to be able to explain how does that apply to what you are doing every day in the gym, and that's all it is. And the only way to uh, the only way to be successful on the oral board is just like the platform where you have to have coached already for a, a bunch of people, right? We're, let's not give a time because people do it
1: in a... Some fairly... people are better at it than others, yeah, and, and if people you, accumulate the, if the, you're the skill a, they need in six months. Sure, and if you're, some people take gym, two years.
0: if you're in a starting strength gym, you're seeing hundreds and hundreds yes. of reps. You're going to do it fairly quickly, right? right? And you're, so, you're
1: seeing other, more experienced people exactly. provide an example for you about how to f- solve this particular right, problem.
0: Right. So the deal with the oral board is you have to have dealt with the material, and you have to have talked about it. You have to have written about it. You have to have... You know, you, all, all the prep courses is the seminar blown out over six months, and it's like, okay, so here's, here's a topic, and then answer these questions, and then I would advise you to, to recite the answers. Just turn on your phone, record yourself saying the answers with no notes, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to prepare for the oral board because it's different to say something – and make a logical case or an argument for something than it is to write it down. Yes. it's a whole different skill. It's a different part. Completely of your brain. different
1: mm-hmm. part of your brain is right. operating mm-hmm. when you're writing than when you're speaking. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, I have the uncanny ass ability to think while I'm talking. I get most of my most of my thinking, most of my writing, is actually done while I'm explaining things, and has been for a long, long, long time. And that's just the way my brain is set up. Yep. Right. But not everybody's brain is set up that way.
0: Most people's aren't. Yeah. Most people don't talk.
1: Yeah. Most people don't talk. I I think while I'm talking. Yep. But uh, to write a 60-page test is a completely different skill than – and it's if you are good at that, that's very you're probably gonna be good at explaining it too. But there are lots of people who can coach, who can explain things verbally that are just not gonna be able to perform. Right. Uh in a in a writing something situation. They don't have any experience with writing. That's true. But yeah. the writing is not what we do at the gym. Right. The explaining is what we do at the gym. So the oral board far more closely simulates an examination of your ability to coach. And that does a writing assignment, and that's why we changed it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and you know, and and here's another thing I I wanted to I wanted to discuss the. The process by which the examination takes place, uh, both the platform examination and the oral board, the final examination, if you pass the platform examination, takes place completely outside of my purview. Right. I am not involved in either one of those processes at all. I do not participate in the sunday afternoon meeting where everybody decides who passed and who failed after the power after the press thing i don't i'm not involved in that at all i don't sit in on that thing i don't have any input i don't even know who passed and failed <laughs> 95% of the time i have no idea who passed and who failed? Because I don't ask, and they certainly as hell don't tell me. <laughs> all right? And I am in no way involved in the oral board process, in no way whatsoever. I've never been, I've never heard one, I've never listened to one, never been involved in that process at all. I, it's not my job, and I'm not involved in any of that. I don't have any say in who passes. I think it would be hilarious for you to who show fails. up on one. Some, some poor fuck is like, oh, oh shit, shit. rip on this one? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do But I but I you know as as of, as <laughs> of right now, I've never been involved in an oral board. I don't know what the hell goes on.
0: Yeah, you you gave uh, I mean obviously you gave the approval on the on the process and all that stuff, but it's been uh, yeah, like you said it's, it's been uh,
1: completely outside of my bailiwick. I'm not involved in it at at any level. So if you guys are thinking that I failed you fuck <laughs> this guy he, he this fat fucker failed you. I'd had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Nothing to do with it at all. All right, don't blame me. I don't either. Don't I'm, send I, me a bomb. I just observe
0: at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we let the three oral board people decide. At, yep. I, I So I listen on every, every single one just to just to try right. to keep things uh, consistent. Referee. They, they, sure. they do a great job, but at the end, uh, when it's over, um, I get back on and I say, "So what do you guys think?" And then they the oral board discusses amongst themselves, um, and then uh, and then they make a decision. And right. The decision is e- they either passed. Um, occasionally, someone will have to do a writing assignment just to clarify some things that they mm-hmm. that they didn't either ran out of time on, or that they were a little bit shaky on, um, or they or they failed. And if they failed, they've got to either uh, audit and then do another oral board, or if they haven't taken the prep course, uh, we'll invite them to take the prep course. And usually, after the prep course, people pass it. You know, right. the, the prep course is excellent preparation for the. Well, oral let's, let's
1: talk about the prep course because we haven't always had a. Uh, uh, a prep course it was developed several years ago uh for the express purpose of getting more people through this process without lowering the standards to do so now you know we would we're in a situation just so you guys will know we're in a situation where the 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 jam franchise system is growing we have room for coaches (laughs) We need coaches. Yep. And it would be in our interest to lower the standards right. so that we could have more coaches. It would be within our standard, within our interest to do that. But we're not going to be like other companies, and we're not going to make commercial interests dictate uh, our standard of quality. We're just not going to do it. And we don't need to. And we don't, need, we don't to. need to. We don't need to because uh, the market is broad enough to where we can attract better people into this situation. And we just we just need to do this. Now, uh, if you are currently working in this industry, all right, if you're working in the industry and you're a – You're a a trainer. You're working on the floor at a Gold's Gym, if there are any of those left. (laughs) Uh, You're working on the floor at a a commercial uh, gym, and you've got a client list, and you're used to doing instruction and dealing with this kind of stuff all day. We're interested in you. We're interested in teaching you the things that you need to know in order to be able to coach our method. And we're interested in having you up your game, because that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to up your game, and we pay better than what you're making right now.
3: It is criminal what those gold trainers are getting paid. Yeah, they're not getting paid. They're not. And and but gold, they're, gold, most of them aren't worth anything. They're not either, worth anything. You know? But but you know the the commissions that Golds takes from them. Oh yeah. Is it's it's insane.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it is. If if you uh, want to
3: do this professionally. If you want to train people and get them stronger professionally, then you need to up your game, you need to up your knowledge, and you need to coach people. Yes. And starting strength gyms are going to be probably your answer to that.
1: Well, we've got 28 gyms on paper right now. How many? 18 of them are open. Yes. 18 of them are open. The rest are in various stages of opening. More all the time. We're growing. Uh, you know, we aren't growing as fast as we thought we were going to because the world ended a couple of years ago, and that wasn't our fault. But we have done pretty well, considering the worst economic yep. climate in anybody's memory. Right. And uh, But that
3: just shows you how strong this, this the, is.
1: The, the, this is a valuable product. Mm-hmm. This is a valuable product, and we need people to help us teach it. Um starting drink gyms are like a school, whereas crunch fitness is like a bowling alley, all right? Uh, we are an educational facility is the best way to think of us. And, you know, the, the, the corporate gyms are where you go to play, all right? Nobody plays in a starting strength gym. You don't come in there to play. You come in to lift five more pounds than you did last time. That's your job when you get to the gym. It's a whole different thing. And our responsibility is to provide you with a way to lift five more pounds with the instruction, the programming, the coaching necessary for you to continue to improve. That's our job. All right. Uh, you, the other places are recreational. We are educational. That's an extremely important distinction. And uh, and to that end, we prepare starting strength coaches to be teachers of fairly complicated material. Now, we. We're, we're trying to talk to you if you're in the industry right now if you're in the fitness industry we you're used to doing this kind of work you're not used to doing it at our level but we'll help you get to our level we're more interested in talking to you than we are the people in PE school the people who are taking a PE degree whether they call it Exercise physiology or biomechanics kinesiology. Or, or kinesiology, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a bachelor's degree in all of that stuff does not prepare you to do what we do. You, if you're working in this industry right now, are more prepared than they are. Now, there are there's academics that you're going to have to learn. But guess what? You can't learn them from them. <laughs> right. Because they don't know. <laughs> they don't know anything about this. All right you learn them from us and then you're in a position to apply them in a professional situation okay now that you know i hear all the master's degrees out there yelling and screaming it, it, you know so you got a master's in X Fizz. well
0: that's okay They've got how do you how do you know how to f- can you fix this can
1: you fix this guy's deadlift Do you even deadlift? you know what it is? I don't care what your treadmill skills are. I don't care if you can take a heart rate on a treadmill. I don't care about that. And really, neither should you. If you want to work in in a part of the health and fitness industry that makes people better than strength training, is where you need to be working and we are strength training does that sound haughty does that sound haughty to you guys
0: well no that that's exactly what it comes that's down just to what take. it comes down do to. You know, we do you are know, strength training. do you know how to make people perform better um you may think you do but you actually don't do right they, do they objectively perform better after they're done with you yeah um and and it do you want to help people perform better in, in anything they do even just just normal walking around ass life right do you right. want people to perform better if you do, and you're honest with yourself, and you look into what actually makes people perform better, you will arrive at the conclusion that getting stronger is better. Getting stronger is what makes yeah. people perform better. And if you want to figure out how to make people strongest the most efficiently, um, starting strength is the way to do it. It's the only um, way. And that's to do it. That, that's that's how that works. You know, there's, um, you, you can get people strong doing other shit, but at the expense of time and wear and tear on your fucking joints. And you know, if, if you want to keep people training, you want to keep people. Healthy and you want to spend uh, you want to spend the exact amount of time that it requires and no more time. Um, there's there's a, we we have that fucking method already pack, packaged I, up and ready to go.
1: I had a girl come in uh, the gym a while back from uh, the little four year college here, which, which happens to offer a master's degree in ex phys.
0: They're very proud of that too.
1: Oh, they're very proud of it she came into gym and uh you know i was trying to impress me with the fact she had testing out of her master's degree in exercise physiology and i i took her out onto the took her out of my office took her out onto the floor and i said what's wrong with that deadlift You had no idea what I was talking
0: about, right? What's a deadlift?
1: <laughs> no idea. Yep. No idea what the hell was wrong with the deadlift. Yep. Now you're talking about getting stronger. You think you know something about strength training? Deadlifts make you stronger. What's wrong with a deadlift? Yep. Yeah. See the problem?
0: We've had a few of those people come through here um, before, before Rusty and before Chase. When I was training people at the gym, primarily via uh, there was a couple people that came in, and the first thing I tell them is, Well, you, you got to start. Y- yeah, I mean, you, you could probably work here, but you got to start training first. And then they'd come in and train for a month or two months or something. And then later on, I'd see that they were at the other place, mm-hmm. the one with the uh, CSCS Right. Basher, you know, right. <laughs> that's cool. You know, it's a good weeding out process. You it don't want to do this? Don't it fucking is. do it. Go somewhere else.
1: If you don't want to do this, a- a- if you are of the opinion that your CSCS gratefully provided to you by the National Strength and Conditioning Association, is an assurance of any level of competence on the platform at a barbell gym that you need to disabuse yourself of that notion because it is not.
0: Rip, not even that. (laughs) The the CSCS… got to say disabuse. uh, Right. I like that. That's great. Um, (laughs) You get no results at the other places with the CSCS. No. They, they are proud of their 12 week program producing a 40 pound increase in a 14 year old's deadlift. They are proud <laughs> of producing. This is no shit. They are proud of producing a 0. 0.4. this is their most improved, by the way, most improved. So think about a group of 40 kids and the most improved in that group. Improved his forty yard dash by 0.3 seconds. That's a fucking you could <laughs> do that the same day. That's a measurement error. You, yeah. No, it's not. You could do it the same day. That kid yes. could run 0.4 faster. There's that much the same
1: variation day. in a in a subsequent attempt?
0: Or even I in think. the in the kid's own capacity, right? right. I mean, yeah. shit. Even right. if you are doing it with a laser, shit, and it's it's per- perfectly precise, can the kid not run 0.4 seconds faster the same day? Of course, mm-hmm. he sure he could. Yeah. Of course he could. You know, Back
1: when we were doing this on the track with electronic timing. We would, we would take an initial time on the forty for these kids. We'd put them in the gym and have them deadlift six workouts. Yep. And we take them out and retime them, and second and a half. Oh yeah, two yeah. Two seconds. Sure. Off of their previous time. Without any sprint mechanics. uh, With no sprint mechanics training uh, whatsoever.
3: I was training that kid that was going to go play for um, the college here in town. You know, he came in, and he was squatting, I think, 315. And he's a big kid, and he's wanting to get faster. And I was like, let's get your squat up. Let's get your deadlift up. And I think he ran his LP all the way up to, like, 455, 460 on his squat. And I told him, do not run. Don't worry about running while we're strength training. Just don't worry about it. And then after he strength trained, he told me how much he, he how much faster he was, and it was it was seconds off his time. Yes, seconds. You yes. can't
0: you can't with a, with a straight fucking face after twelve weeks with a with a teenager mm-hmm. put up that the kid got .4 seconds faster. I mean, come or on! Or forty pounds on his deadlift. Or forty pounds on his deadlift. He
1: should have gone up forty pounds in his deadlift first The third workout, first two, the de- third the first workout. two weeks,
0: yeah. right? In the first two weeks, right? It's yeah, it's just incredible. These are and by the way, these are masters level CSCS, right? Yeah, the the gold fucking standard. Well, um, it's and our just... and our uncertified rusty here does it all the time, right? right. <laughs> you know. Uh, it, it's just it's just but but people people are just dazzled by this shit they see these kids f- flopping around and running up and down the, <clears throat> the, the 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 turf inside the facility and doing shit that looks like sports uh, but they're not they they're just throwing their fucking money I remember
3: away. being in one of those f- local facilities and looking at their record record board yep there was one squat record on right. there, but there were so many 40, 40 yard. All so so down.
0: really, I mean, we could we could just we could even take this conversation because you you know you, we always talk about strength and strength strength. So people people will equate strength to something that it's that it's it's uh, whatever they think it is, whether it's powerlifting right. or whatever the fuck, right? Right. So I mean, but we, they we don't just,
1: understand that it applies to every exactly. athletic endeavor. Strength equals performance. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, mm-hmm. in so, every athletic endeavor. Right.
0: Yep. So we could we could confidently say that what we're doing is imp- improving your performance. Your whole fucking existence is improving, right? So it's um, this is this is uh, seriously potent shit. It's not just about adding five pounds to your squat. You're right. literally improving your your life and your health, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, again, this is why this this we take this so seriously and make sure that uh, the people that come out at the end of this process can actually do what we are promising that they can do, right? So uh, regardless of your experience, regardless of your ability to talk about this stuff um, at a, at a uh, superficial level, you got to actually know your shit to be able mm-hmm. to, uh, to get this certification.
1: Yes. It is the only certification of its type in the industry. Yep.
0: And, and probably, in, in probably uh, it, more – there, there, there's nothing I can think of in all the things that I've ever been involved in that, that requires this level of preparation. Other than, like, you know, a a terminal degree in something, right, like being a doctor or something. Yeah. I'm saying in terms of, like, a certification. You know, or
1: a a, a black belt in a, you know, well-established martial art. Even then,
0: there's plenty of jiu-jitsu black belts running around that can't teach for shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Plenty of them. So that doesn't exist even in the jiu-jitsu world. Right. Which has has very high standards, you know, when you can compare it to almost anything else that's Mm -hmm. out there. Um, but there's no coaching certification, and if there was one, it wouldn't be anywhere near what we're doing. Right. Um, so yeah, it doesn't really exist. No, the, else. the
1: the the starting strength coach certificate is uh, is really there's not an equivalent to it uh, unless it is uh, a professional certification like a physical therapy, exactly certification exactly. or something to that effect. Right. But the, there's not really. Uh, a, a weekend certification that compares to what we're, and ours is not a weekend certification. It's you not. you go to a weekend certification like the NSCA thing, and their pass rate is what seventy five percent, something like that. Yeah. Our pass rate is twenty five percent, maybe. Yep.
0: In fact, I you mean, know. we don't even have a weekend certification. What we have is no. a seminar that everybody can attend, where we just happen to do the evaluation because right. it makes sense, right? You have thirty people, right? 20 of which have have never had any coaching before. So let's put the candidates in front of those people and make them work. Let's see what right. they do, right?
1: Yes, the 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 preparation for for passing the coaching platform takes place years before you show up at the platform or you don't pass. Right. You don't pass. We are specifically looking for bullshit artists to get them out of there. You know, you you cannot bullshit your way through the platform evaluation at starting strength. At least not now you can't. Now, we've had a few slip through over the years. Right. We've had a few notable examples slip through. But we know what to look for now, and you're not going to get through this time.
0: And almost in, in, in almost all those cases, there's been some... It's always been – it's never been on the first try. No, right? there's it's never been, been on There's the been some time. kind of, of leeway given. There's been some right. kind of uh, – uh, We know, liked they, the kid. They redid you know, it. And they he showed up, it. and the exactly. third
1: time, you know, the, uh, he wore us down. So we said, okay. But right. we're not – that does not occur anymore. Yeah. Uh,
0: because it, it just doesn't need to happen anymore.
1: No, it really doesn't. I mean, if it takes you three times to get through this, it's not us. Exactly. It's not us; it's you. Exactly. In fact, and you, been need certain, to, you need to you need do something else.
0: There's been a, there's been a couple folks that we've told that they're ineligible because they've done it so many times. It's like it it's, it's just,
1: is. Sorry, this work. isn't for you. Yeah, you're you're not qualified to do this job. But
0: right? but
3: with that said, I think there are more people that are showing up that are prepared because they know what's expected. Sure. Because of how hard we the, harp on all of this. What
1: is happening now is that people are coming the second time. Mm-hmm. Having gone through the first time the seminar without the examination to familiarize themselves uh, with what is going to be required for them to pass. Now, we see that a lot. We're seeing uh, seminar attendances uh, at this point, maybe 25% of the attendees in any given seminar have already been there once. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the, the you know, the, the candidates, a lot of familiar faces. Yep, the candidates already know what to expect because they've uh, most most of them at this point are coming from a gym, a starting strength gym somewhere. Yeah, um, but they they've been in the prep course. They've uh, maybe they maybe have been to a seminar. A lot of them have been to a seminar already mm-hmm. one time, um, but everybody's w- much better prepared now. There's nobody. In other words, there's nobody showing up anymore doing the the uh, opting in for the evaluation that doesn't know what to expect mm-hmm. right, right? Uh, be- because before we had to have the you would always yeah. give the 15-minute conversation about you don't need to be opting in don't do it we don't you know people right. that come now they they know what to expect they're right. it's very rare that somebody like signs up and they're like oh shit I'm yeah. way out of my depth here you yeah. know right um so it's a whole different deal than it was five six seven years ago
1: yeah it is Yeah, the the process has evolved over time, and it's improved. Uh, If you did this seven or eight years ago and you come now, you will not recognize the process. You will not recognize the process, and you better have your head out of your ass because we expect you to have your head out of your ass, and if you don't, we're not going to pass you. But we need you. We need the help. This method is growing very quickly. We've sold a million books. Most people know about starting strength if they're in a gym. They know about starting strength. They might not know everything about it, but they've heard of it. And every gym in the United States right now has got somebody this afternoon doing our squat. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every gym in the country, mm-hmm. is somebody has got that book in their bag. And they're doing our stuff. And we need to grow this gym chain and we need help. We're not gonna get the help by lowering our standards. So, you know, don't entertain that as a possibility because it's not gonna happen. But if you are willing to do the work and you're willing to get prepared and you've got the talent, I guess it'd probably be good to discuss who actually passes, right? Yeah. Here at the end of the the discussion, if you're not of above average intelligence, you're not going to pass. Sorry. You know, this is not something you can do with a 105 IQ. It's just you have to be better than that. You can't operate at our level with below or even average intelligence. You have to be willing to read a lot you have to have some ambition about you you have to like the idea of learning new stuff you have to be able to talk to people you have to be able to explain what you're thinking to people not everybody can do that you have to be um, able to observe accurately detailed things you can learn that to a certain extent you can learn that but you you have to be a quick study you have to be able to look at a, a rep of a squat notice the details of the rep and then be ready to make a correction five seconds later not everybody can do that you some of it you can learn but it's going to take experience and that really is the most important aspect of this thing. No if you, question. You have to show up having done this before. We are not in the business of providing a weekend certification for a hobbyist. That's not what we do. We provide a professional certification for someone who is already working in this business. That's what we do. If you are not able to accumulate coaching thousands of reps of these lifts, then you are not going to be in a position to possess the experience necessary to pass this examination. Okay.
0: The good thing is that we've laid out the process for you. It's all there. So you you, right. you got we could we could do that all day long and tell you what to do and tell you how to do it and and talk about who mm-hmm. typically passes these things, but at the end of the day, you got to be you got to put in the work. You got to be put the hours in on the platform hustling for clients if you're not at a starting strength gym. Um, and then, and then, uh, really buy in and talk about this stuff all the time uh, to, right. to be able to to pass this thing.
1: Now, uh, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to leave the podcast today with the impression that the Start Strength seminar is only for people who want to be coaches. Most of the people that come to the seminar are there for their own training,
0: mm-hmm. and it's, desi- it's 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 designed, it's designed for, for that. For. Yeah. It's
1: designed for your own training. The auxiliary purpose is that since you're there for your own training, we're going to use you to determine whether this other guy over here knows how to (laughs) coach you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Under the watchful eye of a Uh, staff. watchful eye of the staff, yeah. (laughs) uh, And
0: the the preparation for this will, regardless of whether you go all the way through the process and and do the oral board and do the evaluation, the, the preparation, if you do stuff like coach a bunch of people using this method, and you do the prep course, or you you read the material and everything. It'll make you a better. Co- Rusty's going to be a better coach when he when he uh, goes through all this and uh, and passes the oral board, uh, because having that the having that fine that not financial, <laughs> having that uh, foundational backing I- uh, intellectually uh, just makes you makes you better. Right?
3: I can right. Use mm-hmm. financial backing too. Yeah, shit. That's no shit. It. can't we all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, well, well, let me a- let me
3: reiterate though and we've all, we've touched on it but it needs to, it can't be said enough. You need to coach people. You need to coach people. You need to coach people. You need to read these books. You need to study these books. And if you're wanting to do this, take the fucking prep course.
1: The prep course solves a lot of these problems. It, sure it would
3: have solved my problems. It
0: doesn't solve the experience problem with the platform, but it solves the the the, the knowledge and the, the integration the theoretical problem. background right.
1: part yeah. of it. Right. You you, uh, you can obtain on your own but the prep course is worth the money yep. the prep course solves lots and lots of problems yep. and it presents this material to you in a way that makes you think about it that you might not get out of it if you just read it on your own it's uh it's uh it's this thing's been very very carefully designed to help you get through this process and i would recommend that you look into the prep course
0: one of the one of the bad i mean quote unquote bad things about starting strength is that it, it, the, your, your book is so well written um and and the way we present information is is typically so clear that people think they know they understand it better than they actually do mm-hmm. right because uh, you can an experienced coach can pick up starting strength or practical programming and still pick up some shit that they forgot or they didn't actually know um so there's a there's a there's a, there's a difference between taking a challenging textbook and slogging your ass through it and uh. looking shit up. There's, there's a definitely value in that, and there's, there's a learning experience that happens from that. But there's also value in taking something that's clearly and simply written, like Starting Strength, and not just reading it and saying, okay, I, I understand this, because you fucking don't understand it. No. You, know, you, don't, you don't understand what's actually going on. You've got to read it multiple times. And you've got to do something like the prep course to, to really show you where the holes are in your understanding.
1: And the seminar is an extremely valuable experience, too, because it's a hands-on exposure to the things you think you know and the things that you don't know. You know, it's it'll it'll sort this out for you. You'll you'll leave the seminar knowing where the holes are, if you want to be a coach, and if you don't want to be a coach, you're going to leave the seminar a much 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 better lifter yep. than you would otherwise. Okay, yep. so uh, I think that's uh, kind of pretty much covers what we wanted to say today. Um once again our, our franchise chain is growing we need the help and if you like the idea of making a profession of strength coaching we are the people to help you do that and you need to uh, give some serious thought to just come to a seminar uh, just kind of stick your toe in the water see, what, see what's going on and then you know, go back home from that first seminar and think: Do I want to go through this process? Because it's a process. You know, how interested? How interested am I in this? Because you better be real damned interested if you're gonna if you're gonna do it our way. You better be real interested in this, and not everybody is. Okay, those of you that are in the industry now, we're talking to you. So give it some thought. I have anything else they want to talk about today?
0: I think we nailed it. Oh, Bree's got something.
1: bree got was something. She was, a joke. She, was, she was joking. I think she made a joke. That's kind of the first time that's <laughs> happened, didn't it? I want to do it again. <laughs> well, this was a <laughs> historical I moment. have no doubt that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week.